everybody. I'm here with Peter Steiner. Uh, he will be one of the soloists this year at the International Trombone Festival. He's a Bach performing artist. Uh, hello, Peter. Hello there. Nice to see you. It's been very, very nice long. Nice to see you. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Uh, again, this is July 13th through 16th at the University of Central Arkansas campus. Be there. So, uh, do you know what you're doing this year? I know it's early still. Uh, what you're playing, what you're doing? Well, I'm super excited. We are going to play... Uh, when I say we, that means Constanze and I, we're going to perform a recital. This time it's going to be just piano. On the last ITF that we performed that, it was a mix of piano and organ. This time we'll just play a pure piano recital with just new music material that we've put together now over COVID. A lot of exciting pieces, a lot of you know, very, very challenging, but beautiful music. So we are super excited to perform that recital. Um, we might tie that recital together a little bit, maybe with a presentation of a new cd who knows we will see and um then other exciting things the all-stars i'm playing with that group which is very fun i'm going to solo with them but also join them in the ensemble and then i drew throughout the festival i'll be soloing with a couple of choirs so that you know i'm very much looking forward to working with the playing with the students you have a new cd coming out oh maybe I'll just leave it to that. Maybe. Let's say, let's say maybe. Wow. Who knows? You're very busy with uh, recording. Yeah, we enjoy doing it. It's just something that we have started now during COVID, especially in particular before COVID, mm -hmm. we already released a couple CDs, but now we really got into it. We really enjoyed doing it. And, uh, you know, we have been, also before we have been together every day, but now we were locked together for two years, pretty much. Uh, so we had a lot of rehearsal time, a lot of, time to, to <laughs> practice together and to do exciting things so we got into recording and we really much enjoy that so i think uh, even post covid we will keep doing that a lot just because we simply enjoy it so that's why i say who knows we will see if the time allows for a new release what kind of music are you uh you guys into playing now is it new music is it new commissions uh pieces for other instruments what, what are you kind I think of it's a wide of variety of, of pieces we start our recital with a very uh, i would say challenging um trombone piece it was originally written for trombone i'm not going to drop names here just because i you know i want to keep it keep it still on the side that people don't know what we're going to play. Um, but that's a really, you know, challenging, but show, show trombone piece, which is very fun. And then we go to the biggest standard, the David Concertino, um, mm. which we are going to play on this tour. We're not sure yet if we're going to play that ITF, but, uh, you know, just a wide variety, trombone standards, um, new original re um, pieces for trombone. We also have a new commission, a fantasy, by Emily Horton. We've also started to arrange quite a bit of music. So there will be some cello music in there, some violin music, some uh, dance from an orchestral suite. So I think a variety of different genres and uh, picked from different instruments, but also original works for trombone. When you uh, approach a piece like the David, mm -hmm. this is a piece that has been performed so many times, you know, in the same way. So what uh what is your approach to a piece like that to make it your own oh, that's a very good question um first of all give myself enough time away from the piece which i really had to do on the david mm -hmm. you know it's a piece that i had to prepare often in my studies also already before my studies i was confronted with that piece when i was 16 or so 
at that time I played it for fun. Probably I should have not started to play it for fun so early. <laughs> but uh, yeah, feel the same way. that was it. And, um, you know, then you prepare for auditions, you work on it on your studies, you work on it for competitions and stuff. So it's been a big part of, of you know, the trombone, trombone route in general. So I had to take some, some time off the piece, playing it, practicing it. And um, for some reason also, I didn't teach it for a while. So I didn't hear it for a while, which was good. And then after, I would say three years now, three and a half years, I, I decided, okay, I'll do it again. And um, actually the push came from Constanza. She really enjoyed the piece and she wanted to perform it. Uh, I initially was, was against it because of the you know, obvious fact that we have played it all so mm -hmm. often. But um, if I step away just a second and uh, I, I look at the piece, not from my perspective, which is the perspective that I've heard it and played it a million times, but from the perspective of just observing objectively the piece, it's a very, very good piece. Um, it's probably one of the best pieces actually written for us. That's why it's the standard. Um, and, right. and there I found some new new places that I fell in love with the piece that I didn't didn't see before, didn't hear before, or maybe just neglected when studying them. Um, but, you know, I found, I found definitely new love for the piece now that I played also in my own way. You know, before it was always, I kind of had to fit into a style, you know, when you, when you please an, aud an audition committee or you please a competition committee. Um, now it's my version. I go out there, I play all recitals and uh, we just, produce our version which is very fun i you know i really enjoy playing the standards in our version without thinking too much if i am going to offend anybody in the audience i just want <laughs> i want them to fall in love with the piece again so that is the, the main goal if anybody can do it it's you <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, bring kind of new life to these pieces and you've definitely made waves uh in that in that way and to that did you always feel at home on stage or is this something that happened kind of in your early 20s that you you felt more comfortable being alone on stage rather than in the back of an orchestra i think starting with i always enjoyed being alone there uh in my youth i did yeah. a lot of competitions by myself or you know not just by myself with piano always um and i really enjoyed that that was just until pretty much juilliard that was my main thing playing solos um, doing mm -hmm. competitions and doing things like that. I played quite a bit already before going to Juilliard with wind bands, uh, just, you know, regional ones, but I played with them, which was fun. So I always enjoyed it. Um, I think then during the Juilliard times, I was focusing very much on the orchestral side of things. And that was my path that I wanted to pursue. And uh, I have to say, maybe at that point, I felt a little bit less comfortable being there by myself on stage because you get so used to playing with others, matching others, and uh, as a trombonist, you have to have more of a radar rather than putting yourself out there all the time, musically speaking, in an orchestra setting. So after I decided to, to focus a little bit more on solo playing again, uh, it started to, you know, become second nature again and feel comfortable. And uh, yeah, I, I very much feel comfortable there, especially when it's with Constanza, you know, we just walk out, it's like our like it's our living room which is every stage in the world we kind of make our own living room which is just very comforting yeah yeah i can imagine i think for me my my biggest asset on stage is uh making an audience feel comfortable 
even just talking to them. And I, I found that, that you kind of have that as well, this kind of, uh, I feel like a lot of people get on stage and they just say what they have to say mm-hmm. to get to the plane. Yeah. Um, how do you approach that, that side of it, you know, the in-between, the, the cultivating yeah. the audience and getting them on your side? Well, you know, I've been to so yeah. many concerts myself where I was sitting there and uh, there was kind of this wall between the audience and the performer. Mm-hmm. And uh, just from that experience, from being on the other side, probably too often helps me to, to have a different look occasionally on things that we do on, on our stage. So um, I just try to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible in, that, in the hall. You know, they're there hopefully to enjoy themselves and to, to enjoy our music making. I try not to think too much that they are there to uh, see us miss notes or, you know, be very critical about things. I just, you know, I, people come to concerts to enjoy themselves and to be entertained. So I think the entire thing has to be a little bit entertaining from beginning to end. So it shouldn't just be playing. Uh, yes, the playing is the right. main part, which has to be the most entertaining part because. If you are not good at the playing part, there shouldn't be too much speaking involved. <laughs> um, so first of all, I always try to let the, the playing do the speaking. But overall, you know, it has to be an experience for the audience. So um, presenting pieces, talking about our lives and just the audience getting to know us over the course of an hour or two hours that they spent with us. Um, we want them to leave the room happy and know a little bit more about us, know a little bit more about trombone, about the literature, and just have a good time. You seem to be, like I said, very, very comfortable, and you make the audience very comfortable. What is the most nervous you've been on stage as you know, a professional? Oof, I, I really can't pick any moment that is that sticks out in you know, kind of nervousness. I, there's just so many. Uh, it's very hard to pick. It just comes. It's still happening. Uh, you know, I'm departing onto a new S tour uh, this week, so mm-hmm. I will definitely be very, very nervous for the first couple of concerts on that tour. Um, yeah, I really, I cannot pick a moment. It just, it's part of part of the job. It's part of the deal that we sign up to go on stage and uh, <laughs> and deal with that, which is fun. So. Um, I rather look at the moments where I enjoyed myself rather than the moments where I was uh, a little bit uh, afraid of going out there and just doing what I do. Do you kind of enjoy some of that aspect of it too, though? I mean, it is it is part of it. I usually say I don't get nervous anymore, but I guess it really is just you learn what that feels like and you, you're less uh, uncomfortable with, with that feeling. Yeah, I think you learn how to deal with it. You learn how to incorporate mm-hmm. into your playing, how to make your playing better maybe. And not just always think about it in a worse way, but, you know, maybe spiral it around and use it as a positive energy uh, rather than negativity. Um, I think definitely over time it's, it becomes, you know, you, you learn how to handle it or you learn how to deal with it. Yeah. But to me, at least until now, it has not uh, disappeared, which I very much enjoy. I hope it will never disappear. If it disappears, then it's very, very boring. And back to your That's opening boring, yeah. of the question. Yes, I love it. If it's not there, then it's very, very boring. Uh, that adrenaline, that that little tickle in the entire body before you go out. I feel it now. I'm just talking about it. I, it's there. <laughs> yeah. So, no, if it wouldn't be there, then it would not be fun. So now go to the other side. A piece that you've played a million times. You, you can play it in your sleep. But it doesn't have anything particularly out of your comfort range playing-wise. What 
are you trying to think about? What What's the voice inside your head trying to do? I mean, because obviously it can think of other things. It can think about dinner. It can do that. And you try to silence that. Yeah. What are you trying to focus on? I always try to sing in my head while I play. Just be always a little bit ahead of what you're playing in your mind. Um, in order to not get too distracted thinking about dinner or thinking about um, who's in the audience or, you know, whatever is affecting mm-hmm. you at that moment. I try to give myself a lot of commands while I play, you know, commands in the way of mm. keep singing, keep phrasing, phrase there, think about the piano here. Even though everything, most of the literature I play soloistically is memorized, I still give myself commands all the time, where to phrase and just, you know, little things like that. That way I always stay engaged and I cannot get distracted by whatever is happening. Stay positive and just always keep the commands going. So take me back to little Peter Steiner and Bolzano. What were you listening to? Who were your musical icons? Well, that's a good question because it's just so easy to answer because it's everything mm. I was dreaming of back then is what I do now. <laughs> you know, I'm, I just basically I'm living my dream. So everything I listened back then was what I still listen to. It was very trombone heavy, very brass band heavy. Um, a lot of Joe Alessi. The first album I got of Joe was uh, The Illuminations with the T-Bone Concerto mm. on it. So oh, yeah. my favorite trombone piece because it was my first trombone CD. Uh, I still love the piece. I still I play it. So it's still my go-to piece in many ways. German Brass was an ensemble that I always aspired. There is their album, Trumpets of Jericho, which was my one of my first albums. I just listened to it all day. There is the D minor Toccata by Bach that I recorded that just blew me away. <laughs> Just, just whatever I could get my hands on it. You know, I, I remember back then there was not so many videos, you know, all this content that we are producing now, right. YouTube wasn't such a big deal. It was starting to happen. So you would occasionally mm-hmm. see, I remember there was this quartet of female trombonists playing, I think, Stars and Stripes. I think it went all around the world when I was little. I think Carola actually played in that track, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Bones Apart. Yeah. Yeah, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so cool to now go to an ITF, meet these people, be around these people. You know, it's just, that's what's aspired to do what I'm doing now. So it's just such a joy to be part of that family now that, you know, I always looked up to. So that's cool. Yeah, 
It's funny you mentioned that we're the same age. Yeah. We were growing up at the same time. I, I definitely remember in middle school, my band director yeah. putting on that Bones Apart video. Yeah, and the trills like, they were oh, doing. So I that's was possible. What is this? What really? This is like the piccolo part. <laughs> what is going on? You know, it's just, it was eye opening. And uh, yeah. yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. You don't know it's possible until you hear somebody do it. Yeah. I remember that the first time I, I heard Visions of Light by Joe performing with the Columbus State University wind band. I think it, it's on YouTube and it's been there for, you know, since YouTube started, I think. And it's one mm-hmm. of those videos that has like these 100,000 clicks and up. I think I'm like one of these 10,000 clicks is definitely me. Just because It's like one minute. It's just the last minute of the piece, but uh, couldn't resist listening to that F over and over and over and over. And I still do it. <laughs> I would say definitely a highlight was performing at the ITF uh, in Muncie, Indiana. That was our first big, you know, big time playing at the ITF before we did some presentations. But, you know, if you get to play as one of the main artists in the main hall, um, a lot of people there, a couple hundred people, that was just very fun. It was very, definitely a highlight. What is it like being a not trombone player right now? It's cool. I really enjoy it because everybody thinks I play trombone. And I always have to say, no, I'm a pianist. <laughs> and how about you? Having fun? Yeah, it's good. It's a lot of trombonists in one place, but it's good. <laughs> Is this your first ITF? Nah, it's my third one. Third one? But the first one where we actually have like a big showcase recital and tomorrow another concerto night with the wind band. So it's the first big one for us. I get the chills just thinking back. So I can't wait to be back <laughs> at ITF this summer. I think the recordings of albums are always uh, milestones just because they are something that you can have in your hand at some point uh, you do it mm-hmm. and you know it's physical it's there your practice evolves over time and it's very hard to grasp it it's very hard to to notice that you're improving or that you're not improving whatever the situation is at mm-hmm. um, but cds it's something that you know you produce you make it you put so much time and effort into it and then you print it and then you have it in your hand uh, you might not be happy with it. You might not be happy with the way it looks, <laughs> the way it sounds. But at least you have something in your hand that is very rewarding. Where can people get the, the albums? Uh, on all streaming platforms or if you're at the concert, we always bring the CDs with us. But all major streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, they all have our albums. Just check out Peter Steiner and Constanze Huchwa. So for me, I have about a two-year window where I'm happy with my recordings, <laughs> where like I can look back a year and be like, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that, and look back two years, and it's like, oh, there's stuff I would have done differently, right? Um, how 
how far away is your window for that? Is it 15 minutes? Is it the, the day after you're like, yeah, I would have done that differently? Is it a year? Is it 10 years? Um, usually the moment when I realized that I would have done things differently is the moment when I first listened to the edits, simply because, because <laughs> yeah. music and, you know, the direction where you want to phrase, um, if you want to rest a little bit longer, if you want to stay longer on a note, you know, that's just often sure. a daily situation and a mood kind of thing. Yes, there is, there's certain um, elements that I try and that we try to keep consistent, um, you know, tempi mm -hmm. and where we go with the phrase in general. But still, every day has a little bit different uh, circumstance. So usually when we listen back to CDs and we start with the edits already, we start noticing what we're not so happy with. You just can't change your playing. You can't change the way you sound. Mm -hmm. You can't change the way you were hearing your intonation on that day. So usually it's very quick the moment when uh, a little disappointment creeps in. <laughs> but um, you have to take that. You have to take that in and be fine with it because otherwise you probably just make one CD and then, you know, that's it. Do you find now going back and listening to the earlier stuff you did that you actually have forgotten some of those things and it's like you can actually enjoy it a little bit more and it's like oh yeah it wasn't as bad as i yeah. remember it being absolutely good, that's actually. definitely also that a different side and which might which might mm -hmm. kick in already a month after that you release it you know you might hear a passage again sure. and you're like oh that didn't sound so bad i remembered <laughs> it worse so uh mm -hmm. you know remembering some of those events definitely throughout time um, things change and you listen back to it and, you know, it doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, now that I'm talking to you about this, it, it really feels like it can it can do either. Yeah. You know, I can look back at stuff that I thought was terrible and be pretty proud of it. And I can look back at stuff I was really proud of and be like, yeah, that's completely out of time and uh, terrible. <laughs> but it's good to, you know, it's good that it's there. And it's good to notice mm -hmm. that it's just a recording of that moment. You know, it, it's not a representation right. of you now. So, you know, uh, every time right. some of these thoughts cross my mind, I have to always just step back and say, look, it's okay. That was the best I could yeah. do at that point. So it's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I made a, a decision about a year into producing videos that I was going to keep everything up. So you can go back and watch my first video from when I was a student, you know, and that's terrifying, <laughs> but it's also, it's a snapshot. Yeah. It's where I was in the progression. Well, it's good. Um, it's good to look back, you know, and also for us mm -hmm. to see some of the earlier contents of people. That's, uh, there's a lot of energy in yeah, some of, of those, maybe, you know, it, maybe it's not so perfect or figured out yet, but there's some different, different things you can get from earlier videos or earlier recordings. So it's good that they're up there. What are you looking forward to? I mean, you've got this big tour coming up. Just being out in the world performing again. We have a, a busy summer coming up with various festivals around the world. Then we have an Asia tour. We have a big fall US tour, a um, couple recordings in there. So just very exciting um, to look nice. to the next months and be playing again. Absolutely. Cool. Well, we are absolutely looking forward to having you. Uh, again, this is at the International Trombone Festival this summer, July 13th through 16th at the University of Central Arkansas. Yes, yes, uh, yes. You'll catch Peter and all of these other artists. Uh, so come on out. You can check everything out at trombonefestival.net. And where can they find you uh, if they want to check out more of your stuff? 
Um, they can find me, first of all, at the ITF. They will find me at the Bach booth. I'll be showing my signature model, which will be available. And we are also going to release uh, the new guard bag that we created for this model. So super exciting. So at ITF, please come to the performances or come to the Bach booth where I'll be most of the time. And other than that, just hop on online, um, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, YouTube. Just type in my name. You will find me probably. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you thank for you so much. being so generous with your time. Anytime. We'll see you all at ITF. Yes, sir. <laughs>